KJ and BB. And the button. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm saying it nice and light because it's nice and early. And um, we're coming at you nice and early this morning with a super special one of a kind treat. Um, we teased you all last this week with an amazing episode on Sunday featuring the one and only Jamel Anthony. And Hi, guys. There, <laughs> there she is. Um, we... We were teasing you um, all this week um, about our Real Friends of WeHo breakdown. And we're here. We're here talking about pop culture. Um, and we have the one and only Jamel. Jamel, what, how are you feeling? Who are you today? What's going on? Oh, who am I today? I am soft today. Mm. I am um, feeling energized today. Mm-hmm. And I am excited today, mm. but I'm also in the flow of the week. It's Thursday. It is Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. And it's, you know, Thursday, you're starting to feel that weekend energy come in a uh-huh. little bit. It's like, uh-huh. you know, Friday Eve. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm feeling very content about today. Yeah. Something about Thursday is like a great day of productivity for me because I'm like, all right, this is when I want to get these things done or whatever, but I go into it being like, it's the weekend, who cares? You know what? <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, I definitely feel that. It's so funny. I've listened to our episode from Sunday um, twice, actually. <laughs> and Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally cannot stop laughing. The real friends of WeHo got me really worked up. You know, I have a different view on it, but I can see why people are completely worked up by it. Um, And I I think we should dive into it. (laughs) Yeah, for real, because now that I've had some space from my emotional, visceral reaction... I feel like I can now talk about it in a... uh, I'm glad we didn't do it right away because I was, I was, as Beyonce would say, heated. You were steaming. And I feel like, actually, I feel like a lot of people in our community, I'm not even going to say LGBTQIA because I feel like the real friends of WeHo is a G, a big G thing. Mm -hmm. This is a big, Mm -hmm. it's a big G thing. It's a big gay thing. Um, us girls over here in the gay and maybe queer mm. queer category that's what we'll say so the real friends of WeHo is a reality television show I would say modeled after the real housewives brand mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on MTV and it features um celebrities <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say like they're not like huge celebrities, but they're people that we know of or have, have at least heard of their products or have had some relationship with, or they've had a relationship with stars that we know. So just running down this cast um, for season one on MTV is Tajik Hall, mm-hmm. who I would say arguably is the biggest person on the show. Yes, I would say Tajik Hall is the biggest name in music slash reality television we have brad gorski who i knew about as well because brad was on somebody else's show on bravo oh he was someone's stylist for he was someone's stylist and he was really if i remember correctly brad was really good oh really i really enjoyed him on that show so it was many years ago I'm trying to remember what show it was. Let me see. He was a co-host on Fashion Police. Really? Yes. Oh, and he was on the Rachel Zoe Project, which I loved. I uh, loved Rachel Zoe. She was uh, crazy. Brad was on there. He was Rachel Zoe's assistant. He was so good. Because well, like, it wasn't until after that I was like, wait, I remember Brad from something. So oh. he's done. So you know what? He's done this before. He's done it. And I've seen a, my access to him was celebrity, uh, not celebrity, uh, Canada's Drag Race. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, that's he right. came he in, was on, on there as a judge, right? Yeah, and honestly, 
does not know how, he didn't know how to be a or doesn't still currently doesn't know how to be a judge on a drag race <laughs> franchise um, and that's okay. Does anyone know how to be a judge on drag? No, literally. I feel like some of them are good. Literally, to me in general, the black women do the best. Uh huh. They just say uh-huh. what they feel. They they're there. I don't know. There are other people who go in there and they their opinions are weird or they don't. They're trying too hard and not trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. Then we have James Vaughn, who I knew nothing about. He is from he's been on the amazing race and most people the access to him is he is the husband to jonathan bennett who was the he played aaron samuels in mean girls um right and people love him sure not james but his husband (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean i didn't find him i didn't have a problem with we'll get there Mm -hmm. anyway then there's dorian um renald who is the owner of Butta, mm-hmm. which is a fast-growing um, face company and really has blown up. He's the one with the most money on the show, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so he's he's like a cross between Candy and Nini. Uh. <laughs> Candy has money and Nini has, like, you know, that crazy personality. I feel like Dorian has that. Yes. And then we have Curtis Hamilton, who... Uh. Um, it's, it's, it's gorgeous, first of all. Literally so gorgeous. Gorgeous black man. Gorgeous black gorgeous. man. Gorgeous. Uh, he, excuse me, he, um, he is coming out yeah. of the world on the show. Oh, Lord. I know. A lot to unpack lot there. To unpack. And then we have Joey Zozig. I think, is it Zozig? Joey. I, I might, might be saying his name wrong. He's the, he's the, I hate saying he's the influencer, but he is the influencer. Well, and that's how, I mean, I don't, my, I've just met all these people and the show packaged him to me as an influencer. So that's what I will refer to him as, but I'm, I, I have no negative connotation with that in the way some people in the show were acting, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know why he was being you know influencers are people people influencers are people yeah people who are influencers have a lot of clout in our world now so i don't think that it's a negative thing yeah but the show made it seem like he hadn't done anything and i'm like if someone can get up on tiktok or instagram every day and put themselves out there they're doing something yeah and it's and it's moving its social clout Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to take that away from him. No. Okay, so let's unpack this show. Let's, so I would say... You made us watch all, two full episodes. So all this is from episode... We watched episode one, and we watched episode three. And episode three... Well, I went and watched two. <laughs> two full episodes. Two of them. I watched... I watched episode two. You did? I was like, I don't want to talk about it if I didn't watch episode two. Um, because I just wanted to be honest. Not us being the two biggest supporters of this show now. But probably, probably. Honestly, I don't. The show is the show is packaged the way that these housewife shows are packaged. Mm-hmm. So there seems to be some drama. There seems to be some real coming through. But what I need to say is, I've been to West Hollywood several times, and. As a New York gay, mm-hmm. as a New York gay through and through, I feel like I'm a New York gay. West Hollywood scares me. <laughs> I don't understand the, I don't want to say fakeness, yeah. but I don't want to understand the relationships between people. Because one thing I kept hearing from people in West Hollywood is it's hard to make friends here. People are fake. People are just trying to get on. People are just trying to you know mm-hmm. use you for whatever and i was like okay but like how do you transcend that place like how do you actually make friends and also if that is the spirit of a place how do you exist outside of that or do you just play the game mm. and i feel like a lot of people there and this is just really me passing judgment they play the game they mm. are doing the same thing where they're soft they have a soft friendship with everybody 
So, um, the show sort of starts with Brad. Because yeah. Brad is the most grounded person, I would say, on the show. He's also the person who's done reality television. Mm-hmm. And he has the most simple life. It really... Like he really came across as the... They used him as the storytelling vessel, essentially, of like, let me gather all my friends. But you can, and that was the thing that with Brad is like, he had the comfortability of reality TV, but not so much the believability that any of these people are actually his friends, more so than like, I could tell he's talked to Todrick before. So just the whole, the, the idea of the show in general called Real Friends of WeHo. Why are we calling the show Real Friends when it is like apparent in the first like 10 minutes that n- none of these people are real friends? I wouldn't even say most of them had a soft friendship. It's just, so why why friends? Why are we using the word friends? Can we think, of, why not real celebrities? Why not real influencers? You know what I mean? Why- yeah, and it may, have, it may have to do with like, okay, they're trying to build this brand and it's hard because this is the same thing with Housewives. Usually one or two people are friends. Uh-huh. So we can, we know for sure that Curtis and Dorian are friends. Yes. They're like friend, friend. They, friend, friend. There was so much footage on every episode of them like talking to each other mm-hmm. off camera, not off camera, but like in other situations where other people weren't there that I was like, okay, they have the most social currency together mm-hmm. um and i feel like brad and todrick talk quite a bit mm-hmm. it seemed like they have been in the same circles or know each other so that's enough two friendships and then you and it's um six guys if two there's two relationships in there that are pretty solid i guess that's okay okay i guess you can kind of i guess you can manage that that seems about the the housewife brand yeah yeah. Um, I want to. T- I I want to tackle the big piece first. I want to. Pa- I want to tackle Todrick. Mm, to be mm, honest, like mm, I feel like mm, that is the mm. reason why so many people were turned off from the show. They mm-hmm. saw Todrick Hall's name and they were like, "No." Yeah. And I want to say this in a way. I want to be completely transparent. Speak it, baby. I'm not a completely canceled Todrick person. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say why. One, a lot of me relates to Todrick in the mm. sense of like his proximity to white people, his proximity to white gay whiteness. Um, I'm in close proximity to gay white people too. I have dated <laughs> um, gay white men. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I have felt like, you know, when you come from, like, where Todrick comes from, the suburbs of Texas, I come from the suburbs of North Carolina, you have a proclivity to that which you've always seen, that which has always been in front of you. And I feel like a lot of people give Todrick a lot of heat for that. I feel like people give black men a lot of heat for that. It's like, why are you not with a black man? Why are you not with why are you around so many white people? Mm. And I'm like, if that's what you've been raised around, that's what you know. Now, that does not take away from your blackness. You don't lose your black card because you're all around white people. You don't lose... To me, it's mm-hmm. a value of how do you treat people and how do you see people. Now, there have been accounts from black people that Todrick has made, like when he was on his um, Nails, Hairs, Hits video, whatever it mm-hmm. is. He said, like, oh, it's too chocolate up here. There were some comments about it's too chocolate. We need more color. We need more this. We need more that. Need more people to mix it up or whatever. Mm. Things like that make Mm. me nervous because I'm like, "Mm, what are you trying to say or what are you trying to put out there in the world? But I don't know him. Mm -hmm. I, I do know that Todrick has given us so much art. The Wizard of Oz album, mm-hmm. the um the Forbidden album, mm-hmm. the 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 fierce one, the nails hair hips album, like yeah. you know, all these different things. He's in close proximity to RuPaul. He's been on RuPaul's drag race. And he is self made. Yeah. This dude is self made. So a lot of the shitting on that people do to Todrick 
he didn't pay his dancers. But here's the thing. Tajik never paid his dancers. Like, mm-hmm. it was just that video became so big and that became such a big hit that people felt like they could come at him for that. Mm-hmm. But that was really like his... That was really a thing for him. And he asked for volunteers because he really did not have money to pay people because he really didn't have that much money. Like, Todrick really is self-made. So I respect Todrick. Do I think Todrick is a mean girl? I do. I think he has mean girl (laughs) tendencies. Hey, doggy. (laughs) I think Todrick has mean girl tendencies, but I also think that Todrick is self-made and he's a person who's... I just get a genuineness that he's really a person trying to do his best and social media and people have just tried to eat him alive. And I hope he is transversing that place, but he's definitely using the show to work on that Uh image. Well, and that, so my, I actually have met Todrick, spoken with Todrick, um, the boy band group, the boy band project that I was a part of for a while when I was in New York we opened for Todrick um, on the Nails, Hair, Hips tour. I can't remember the name of the Oh, tour. amazing. Um, and so also to go off of one of the things with Todrick of the not paying his dancers, I remember for that, we didn't get paid for the to open for him, but that was like something right up front. Todrick was like, hey, do you all want to open for me at my show? It's great exposure, all this stuff. So like I have... A moment with Todrick that showed it was clearly set up front that we this was a just a featured opportunity rather than a payment spot and so one of the things with Todrick is that people have come up out on him at Twitter Instagram all that stuff is he doesn't pay his dancers um, and on the real friends of WeHo they had a moment where he explained and read an email that was sent out of this is an unpaid dance job uh, this is to be in the music video, all this stuff. Um, so meeting Todrick, I had a really wonderful interaction with Todrick. Todrick was very nice. It was my first time meeting them, and they just were, like, super kind to me, super uh, complimentary of me, uh, watched our sound check, watched our performance, said specific things that they enjoyed about what I did on stage. And that, to me, as a performer, was like, okay, I love when someone takes the time to really digest another performer mm. and have so, have something specific to say rather than great job but to be like ooh that run you did on bye 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 real like that had me melting work you were listening amaze you didn't have to and then literally Tajik put on an incredible concert an incredible show so Tajik is a performer the house down um but it has gotten so much heat and backlash from a lot of the gay community in particular. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, my, sis- my sister, who is a straight white woman, loves Todrick's music, has listens to Todrick's music on all her playlists. She's not really in the know of the, the gossip of Todrick Hall. Right, right, um, exactly. So, it, it, for Todrick to be the choice on this show, I think... It, it clearly is they did it for a reason they wanted to have people talking but it is kind of crazy how like it angered so many people so many people were just so upset at like like they're I, just so yeah just like so mad at like Todrick and like what what like and and it's one of those things where it's like I don't know, like, I think we all have to remember sometimes that, like, media is fake. Like, (laughs) social media is fake. What you see on social media is fake. What someone presents to you on their social media. I would say, like, one of the things that are amazing about podcasts or long-form YouTube videos, sometimes you get more of a glimpse as to who somebody is and not the minute-long video that they're going to share on social media authenticity can be recreated and reformatted which is one of the reasons why i think big brother didn't go so well for todrick is big brother is 24-hour surveillance filming of a reality tv show 
And there was moments on that show where people got glimpses into Tajik when he wasn't completely turned on. And I think one the reason why it wasn't perceived well is Tajik was playing like regular Big Brother on a celebrity Big Brother season. On Celebrity Big Brother, it's go in there, make a friend, tell a few jokes. And people are on there playing for their image. They're not playing to right. win the game. Todrick went on to Celebrity Big Brother being like, I want to win Celebrity Big Brother. And Todrick played a really good Big Brother game that just was so apparently like, oh, you're scheming. Yeah, you're scheming. You're on Big Brother. But he was doing it with, uh, with Cynthia Bailey, who's literally like, oh, wait, we're lying to each other? Carson Kressley, who, like, everyone was just trying to be nice, and Todrick played a serious game, and so it did he not go well. He played a serious game, and my whole thing is, that's a show. That's, that's a show. like a show. That's the way that's supposed to go. You can't really take someone's... Because when you go on these game shows, that's what people do. Mm-hmm. Like, that is literally how people... That's how they play the game. They're trying to get on. They're trying to win the money. And, you know, he also went on Mass Singer. Wow, we're just, we're just going on about Tajik. I know. This is the whole point of the show. <laughs> you know, well, you know, Tajik went on Mass Singer, and he was incredible. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. He's a performer. He was incredible. It was incredible on that show. I, I, my mom watched part of it, and she was like, "He's just like so beyond right now." Yeah. So, and I just, I love Todrick. No shade. I'm not even gonna front on this podcast right now. I love Todrick. Todrick means a lot to me. That's all. And That's it. And <laughs> I, and I literally, this real friends of WeHo for all the feelings it gave me. The feeling about Todrick was. Oh wow, he seems like just like really comfortable. He seems like he's coming across very genuine, very relaxed. Um, he has he's it's so clear he has a level head on his shoulders going into this TV show. Um, which good on him for real. Because <laughs> we see with some of these. So let's get in because uh, this is the real meat of like why the show was like really boiling my blood um, and making me just like upset <laughs> is Curtis on this show. Um, so Curtis, wonderful human being, uh, clearly a successful actor, um, nice heart. Um, great heart. Curtis great heart. Hamilton has a great heart. Great heart. He has him being on this show is essentially his coming out. There are people in his life that had no idea he is a gay man that had no idea that he is gay. Um, and he's in his mid thirties. Um, yes. And he was in, um, he's been in a couple of movies. I was trying to get the highlight reel real quick to see because I think he was in uh, Straight Outta Compton that was like really his big I see um, um... no he was Dr. Dre he played Dr. Dre in Surviving Compton mm. and he was in the Christmas Tree movie and A Broad Daylight he was uh-huh. also in The Kings of Napa um, he's had a pretty budding I think he was in Insecure. Mm-hmm. He knows Issa Rae. He's 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 had a nice acting career. He's doing very well. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he went on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that maybe his friend talked him into it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but he's essentially coming out on the show. Yeah. In one of the interviews, he literally said, "I said no to this four times." Um, but here I am, um, which makes me go, was it production that was like pet, like really persistent in trying to make this happen? Um, to say no to something four times to me, that says I didn't want to do this. Not. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see in his face. I said this to you when we're watching it. I can see in his face that he 
is having trouble. Like he's really, this is really him coming out. This is not like a joke. This is not him messing around. He's really coming out for the first time. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, a person coming out, Mm -hmm. like a person saying to their world, their community, especially at his age, let's say he's 37 now, but maybe when the show was taping, he was maybe 35 or 36. Mm Mm-hmm. No matter what age you are, when you come out, it's such a deeply spiritual thing, mm-hmm. and you're so fragile. You're literally coming out of the closet is, and I don't even like the term coming out of the closet, but really revealing to the world who you are, because you've always been that way. You're not mm-hmm. hiding. You're just not revealing who you are. People don't people don't change. They just reveal themselves. They just take off a layer, more layers. So for him to do that in front of all of us, it feels really, it feels like I'm in on something I'm not supposed to be in on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not supposed to be watching him have these experiences like that. And if I am, he's supposed to be the sole focus of it. Yeah. Like he should exactly. have his own Netflix show uh-huh. about him coming out and meeting people who have lived the lifestyle and have come out, black people, white people, uh-huh. trans people, uh-huh. you know, like all these different people in the community. Like he should be a sole focus of a show, yep. not a show of gossip and friends who aren't really friends in West Hollywood. It feels like not the right place for him to be. Literally, it literally just feels like not the right place at all. And he, uh, and it breaks my heart because he does seem like such a nice, amazing person. But it is clear that what he is afraid. It, it, there's a sense of fear of he's afraid. He's afraid of he's afraid. He's afraid of his perception. He's afraid of judgment. He's afraid. So there's so many things associated with other people besides how he feels about himself. And right, no one is ever going to be able to be the best version of themselves when they are still concerned on how another person feels about who they are. How... Yeah, and when it's c- connected to your career. Like, mm-hmm. you are scared that you're not going to get acting gigs. You're scared that you're not going to work. And we literally... You know, and you're... We, we started with Issa Rae, and he's like, oh, well, you still put me on your show even though I'm gay? I was like, oh, my God, why, why are we asking this out loud? What? And honestly, her answer was a little, like... Her answer was a good answer, but she said, as long, I don't mind putting people on the show as long as their TV personality doesn't get in the way of the character that they're trying mm-hmm. to play. And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah, what do you I think she means? Like, okay about it. It was like a weird answer. It was a very television answer. Because mm. mm. what, what does that say? Is that saying that as long as you're not too. Because then it's, it sounded like he can't be himself. It, he can't become a character on reality TV either, which isn't good for the real, the real friends of Rio. Yeah. So now he's fighting both brands. It's like, I can't be a crazy person on the real friends of WeHo because if this personality becomes something that people love, mm. then I won't be able to act because people will not want to see me acting. They'll want to see me in reality television. And how crazy and that like, like that exists for crazy. performers on reality television when like, uh, Adam Sandler gets the opportunity to play whatever kind of character and role he wants to a million times and we go oh that's Adam Sandler again but because we all have a knowledge of who Adam Sandler is but it, that doesn't affect him being able to be in movies does that make sense am I am I making is that making it is that a juxtaposition you know what I mean why is the standards different for reality television? I don't. I think that if you come to the table and you are acting, mm-hmm. a good director and a good actor can come together and create something, no matter who it is, that mm-hmm. really blows your mind. And the person that always comes to mind is no one's character in the world is bigger than Mariah Carey. Who we all think mm-hmm. Mariah Carey is is something otherworldly. Mm. Mimi, Mariah, all, you know, the emancipation of all this, like, who she is as a personality is wild. But in that movie, Precious, I do not see Mariah Carey. Mm. I see that agent from Long Island sitting there telling Monique, you let him sit there and you let him rape your daughter. And I literally, every time I see it, I'm like, 
I cannot believe that's Mariah Carey. Mm. I literally cannot believe that it's Mariah Carey. Mm. I just can't. Mm. I can't believe that it's her. Um, so what, in terms of having Curtis go through his coming out journey on this show, what are the pros for the community that is watching the show and what are some mm. of the cons? This is a great question. I feel like the pros are we get to watch an older black man come out. Because mm. I feel like black people come out late anyway. Just in general. Because of how we're raised. Because of... um, Yeah, because of how we're raised, we tend to come out later in mm. life than our white counterparts. So being able to watch that and see that and see an actor, see a working actor come out, is um, probably good for us to watch. The con is we should not be watching people come out mm. that are not in real time. Mm. We shouldn't watch people that we don't know come out. Mm-hmm. It's a very deep spiritual experience. And if we were just focused on Curtis and Curtis was the sole product of this show mm-hmm. or the show of him coming out, I would be like, yeah, because that's the intention behind it. Mm-hmm. That's not the intention of the real friends of WeHo. No. To bring Curtis into a beautiful fold of of queerness and loving himself and understanding who we are and the community and all. That's not the intention of the show. Yeah. That's a byproduct of the show. And that just, that's that's a con. Because it may, it may give people a false perception of what coming out is and who's your real friend, who's not your friend. Because these people mm-hmm. are not his real friends. Maybe oh, Dorian yeah. is his real friend. Mm-hmm. But these people are not your real friends. And when you're coming out, part of finding your community is a big piece of the whole puzzle. Mm-hmm. Well, and even Dorian is his real friend. And Dorian was excluded from parts of the beginning, parts of the series. Um, which all- I think Dorian is busy. Are we ready to move on to Dorian? <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe what do you what do you think are the pros and cons, and then we'll go to Dorian. I think the pro is exactly what you said. I think it is great. I think all story. We I want to live in a world where every type of story is told. I want to be able. I want everyone to be able to see themselves in different avenues of media, whether it be on your social media, your TV, your movies. Um, I want everyone to be able to feel like they can see themselves. That's important. Right. Um, I think one of the major cons is because of where Curtis is on his journey, there are some things that in his language in which he talks about his journey that I think perpetuate some of the reasons why people stay in the closet so long and reinforces some of these ideas that are harmful for everybody. And not saying that like it's, Curtis is on his journey and he's exactly where he is supposed to be on his journey. But I don't believe that this world would be a better place if more people wait until their mid thirties to fully start embracing who they are. And I I think the language that we use to talk about things like this are because kids are watching MTV. Young people are watching MTV and Curtis is so freaking lovable and charming and handsome and kind that as a kid myself who was in the closet sneaking watching MTV, there are t- the tools that I might take away from watching this are, ooh, look at the ways that I can hide in going forward rather than the ways of how do I fully embrace who I am sooner. Because <laughs> Curtis is probably one of the more likable out of the rest of the bunch and he's the person I would want to emulate myself off of more. So I think that can be a con. But in the same sense, anyone's journey can help anybody in every way, shape, right. or form. So, I agree with that. So I, there's, all I can say, it's a con because I don't know the effect that it might have on somebody watching. But that effect could be positive. And so it's not... I think it's... I'm glad that he is he's decided to be here i just 
I can see why they wanted him here. And it would just be, the show would be better if it was not, oh, I'm having this party in Palm Springs, everyone come. If it was, we're trying to get Curtis to meet more people. So we're throwing this party in Palm Springs. That's, I love that. That I mean, maybe like... they might even get to that. You know, there's so many places they can go. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Dorian. Let's. <laughs> you... I like Dorian. I do too. Dorian seems, like, Dorian seems like he would be my friend. Yes. <laughs> he is um, about his business. Mm-hmm. About his business. Mm-hmm. About his business. Mm-hmm. He is very L.A. Mm-hmm. Seems like he has come up. He seems like he's worked very hard. And he's on. And people, mm-hmm. he seems to have a tight-knit sort of like community around him. Mm-hmm. At least with his brand and stuff. Now, as far as him being on the show, I <laughs> I think he's he's already got himself into some situations. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At Joey's. It's Joey's, right? At yep. Joey's engagement party. Mm-hmm. Which was lit terribly. Can we just... Oh, my God. The lighting. The The lighting on this show from a production value... We we could go on about the production value. Oh, my God. The production value is low. Low. It's giving a couple of cameras, a couple of lights, a couple of young interns. Okay? It's giving like they didn't think like a nighttime... They're having a nighttime outdoor party. And all I'm seeing is like the shadows of everyone's faces. Like... If you're, there's moments where we see the camera crew. They show us cameramen. They show us they producers. They show us cameramen in the show, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I watched Housewives a lot of times, mm-hmm. guys. The only time you see camera crews is when there's a fight. Yes, yes. And yes. People, and cameras are having to move out of the way and move around. Mm-hmm. If people are just sitting somewhere, you don't see a camera crew. Uh, it's only when what's from called ran out of that restaurant. What you feel? It's only when Portia decided she has a fight on the couch, and all that's the only time you see camera crews. You don't see camera crews at a party, and and then everything is calm. So I'm not sure what they're trying to give production value wise. I don't know if this was the pilot or they were trying to test or whatever. So they were just trying to figure a lot of things out. But I didn't want to see camera crews, but I also wanted to see the cast. And mm-hmm. when and this is my tea. Mm-hmm. When you can't see the white people on a show, it's badly lit. Because mm-hmm. even in the dark, you know, like even yeah. when it's dark, you can see white people. You know, darker skinned people, mm-hmm. you can't see. You would have to be lit a certain way on the show. But I'm like, I can't even see the white people on the show. This is lit bad. Come on, guys. Like, really? And that was the first episode. First episode. I was like, oh, my that God. Was the first episode. <laughs> I was screaming at the TV. I was, we were, I was so mad. I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We couldn't see a thing. (laughs) We couldn't see a thing, but it seemed like Dorian was, was, was playing up the anxious card of not being, wanted to be in public and wanted Mm -hmm. to be around a lot of people since COVID, but it was outside. So Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the, I really didn't get that part from him, but he said he has social anxiety and the group was really trying to get Dorian to participate. And then Joey was like, why is Dorian not participating? And they exchanged the words at the party. And, mm-hmm. you know, it went from zero to 10. I watched the second episode. It really went from zero to 10 really fast. Mm-hmm. And they really never really settled it. And mm-hmm. then it made just really weird energy between the two of them. And then James. <laughs> James throws a party for his cruise line that he started with his I think his husband? Yes. Yes, with his husband or his partner um in Palm Springs. So they all gonna ride the van down to Palm Springs and be there and see each other, but Dorian's not gonna be there because he's only going to support Todrick, who's mm-hmm. headlining at Palm Springs. So it's giving that everything is sort of being organized around Todrick. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's what I'm seeing from the show. Mm-hmm. So where we kind of were in the third episode is where James and Joey are kind of going at it because Joey felt like James was projecting this 
Instagram sort of person, personality on him and telling him that you're a person who I don't, you know, really know, or I'm mm-hmm. not going to, I'm not going to be fake for the show. And he was saying that Joey yeah. was being fake for the show. And then they were having this whole altercation and everyone showed up and then Brad got in and Tom's trying to figure out what's going on. And Curtis is there. And... Which honestly, I was like, this is that moment. I was like, Ooh, all right. I like the spiciness of this because James James shot himself in the foot trying to use you're doing this for the show as like a a dig or an insult. And Joey rightfully so was like, You don't know me. Like you you have no idea you're saying I'm doing this for the show. what is your how can you compare that to anything when you don't actually know who I am? You don't know who I am. Yeah. And that was really that was really um, a powerful moment to see and watch because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Well, it's showing that James went into this. It shows what it did show was James' intention. James went on to this show knowing, okay, I'm doing a show, and which everyone does. Everyone had, I, I, I would be wrong to believe that they're not all going into this for their own selfish gains or whatever but for James to be mad at someone playing along with the show format that you also agreed to and then to not be able to stand in your reasoning of what it was clear at the party you excluded what was going on with the real friends of WeHo as part of the party you it there they showed us moments of everybody come over here except for you guys you guys stay here we're playing this game you guys can't play this game which is something if that happened on the real housewives of potomac giselle would be like oh karen doesn't want us to play our game okay guess we have to like it that is yeah 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 very much so. so i agree with that yeah i agree with that so if you're playing the game of the show but you're it's intentional what you were doing of keeping everyone out of it then it's like why did you invite us to this party did you invite us to the party to promote your company clearly that's what you did and you didn't want any drama around the actual party and so you didn't include us (laughs) so for him to be like to use that against joey of oh you're you're doing all this for the show you're causing this fight with me for the show means oh no you can't have a real conversation Right. Right. I never wow, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. It's um Yeah. It's Which honestly was and it's why I'm so mad at you for making me watch this because like I will probably watch the next episode. (laughs) No, you wanna keep watching it, but my thing is I'm done. I've had enough of the week. My thing is we don't need it. And why don't we need it? We don't need it because we don't. We know, as as big G, as mm-hmm. big gay, as the people who have the most privilege in Rainbowville, mm-hmm. as I call it, we know how this goes. Yeah, we know how to have drama between each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I have had drama between friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have been in circles where it can be catty, it cannot be nice, it can be fierce. And I don't think that that is a place. That's not what we need to see on television. We need to see ourselves uplifted. Mm -hmm. We need to see ourselves in a place where we are truly growing and changing Mm -hmm. and shaping the world in a different way. And if we're not doing that, we don't need to keep serving our lower level consciousness is big G mm. in these types of relationships. Mm. We don't, we, we don't have a place for cattiness. We don't have a place for, we have people in our community that are fighting for their lives. We yeah. have a world that is trying to erase in a world that is trying to erase drag currently is trying to, and, and trying to tell us that drag Queens don't need to exist. Children don't need to be at drag shows. It's trying to tell us, 
that trans people don't deserve to be on this planet. Black trans women are dying. Black trans children don't have a place in sports. They don't have a place in our schools. Our history is being erased. We don't have time for the real friends of WeHo. Mm. What we do have time for is for people who are going to show us how the power of friendship can save us from these things. Speak. The power of community has always been a thing for Rainbowville and definitely for Big G to teach us. Because one thing I can say on Twitter every single day, some person in our community is asking, can you really be friends? Can you really have gay friends? Can you really have can you really mm-hmm. be friends with people who are gay? Can we all really be friends? We need to see that the power of community and friendship is real because it is real. Uh-huh. You and I are friends. Mm-hmm. We're real friends. Yeah. We're not we're not catty. We don't have that energy towards each other. We've yeah. never had that energy towards each other. Yeah. We may have had a season where we didn't understand one another. Mm-hmm. But now that we're in understanding, we have created a friendship. That's what we need to see on television. Yeah. That's yeah. the power that we need to see because we're going through too much to be sitting at a table mm-hmm. with successful people mm-hmm. fighting over who's doing it for the show and who's not <laughs> doing it for the show. Because, and, uh, period. And that's why it frustrated me so much is because, you know what? Don't make the real friends of WeHo cast a gay character on the next season of Housewives. Insert a gay person into these formats that already exist and bring gayness into other spaces. But for us, we don't have enough queer media content. So for this to be the first big all gay, all big G reality TV show, they just missed so many opportunities of just limiting it to gay to gay men. There should, if we're doing real friends, if we want real friendships, show every part of the rainbow do not just make it just six very masculine presenting men mm, and very be- true because it, it, it we're, we're missing out on so much and then this paints an image for the kids of tomorrow of what today looks like and i think that is one of the most important things i and you what you said was so brilliant gay friendships are hard Gay people haven't been taught examples of how to be friends with each other. Even in media, when we get movies of gay characters, it's usually always one. It's not usually a gaggle of gays figuring out how right, to navigate the right, world together. Right, And even the shows that have represented on television that are fiction, from looking, from... Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I know there's a big one. I mean, we've seen Pose... But mm-hmm. Pose is kind of historical fiction, so it's a, l- a little bit different. But yes, that's still mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Um, Noah's Ark, which is the most brilliant. Anybody who's never seen Noah, have you ever seen Noah's Ark? I've never Ark? seen it. What's, what? You have got to watch Noah's Ark is four black friends in L.A. Mm. that live in West Hollywood. And it is the most brilliant show ever. It's a comedy. It's, it's, a, it's a comedy but it really hits it, and no show has gotten it right since Noah's Ark. It has a season one, a season two, and then they did a movie. And then they did a COVID, and when we were in the house, they did a, like, because people were going back and watching the show, Mm -hmm. they did a um, sort of like a COVID update of all the characters, and oh my God, it's so brilliant. When Brandon gets back, you guys have to watch it together. I watched it again during the pandemic. I used to sneak and watch it, Oh, wow. When I was a kid, but I was so young, I couldn't really take it all in for its glory until mm. I was an adult. Yeah, okay. it was so, it's incredible. It's an incredible show. Well, and that, and I'm glad to hear of an, I love a new show suggestion that is, um, that's Yay. queer <laughs> because we do, there isn't enough of it. And I think why there is so much controversy on this show is because we all want queerness gayness transness bisexualityness we want lesbianness we want it all to grow we want it to be so big that it becomes no longer a a, a thing that we have to like fight uh, fight for we don't want to have to fight for the one slot on mtv on a friday night we want 
queerness to be just a part of everyday society. Um, at least, uh, give or take. <laughs> but so when we get one chance um, to get it right, I think that's why the collective is like, oh, dang, this is what y'all put together, MTV? This, this could have been something. It could have been something amazing. And I think it would have been amazing if you put, found six real friends and showed what life is like for them. Right, exactly. So, you know what? And you know what's funny, Jamal? My, my real friend, I said, let's talk. We're going to do like 20 minutes. We've been talking on and on and on and on. So, I absolutely love you. I, I am glad I've gotten out my breath on the real friends. Um, but it is time. <laughs> it is time. And you know, you it's better time. not watch another episode. And if you do, you let me know so I'll, I can watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to watch anymore. I think I was, I think that, that was, um, you said that. that we were together. We were like, and uh, also we were watching drag race and it was in between drag race. And, I think that's part of the reason why, you know, if you're watching something and then they split it in between, it's genius. You're going to end up watching it. Yep. If you're just at home, you're going to watch it. And really, it's not really for us is what I was thinking about, too. Maybe it's for the people who just watched Drag Race. Yeah. Who are going to want to watch Untucked. They're going to watch this Real Friends of WeHo and then watch Untucked. Yeah. So it is a genius placement. But if I'm getting an hour of Real Friends of WeHo, give me 90 minutes of Drag Drag Race. Race. Give me my 90 minutes back. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I am hard-pressed to believe that it will get a season two, but I gave it some ratings, so if it does, I'm I'm part of the blame. I don't (laughs) take blame for that. We're Um, here. I wish everyone on that show success. Same. Absolutely same. Who knows? The way that things work in our community, in five years, Real Friends of WeHo could be the biggest brand. Everyone talks about it. And we'll all go, season one was terrible. I love season three. <laughs> season three, they got it right. And this cat, oh, they put this person on there and this person on oh, it's so different. You know, that's the way television is a business, too. So and we'll be going to find a way to get those ads and, and get people to keep watching. And in that's how it goes. two years, you'll see uh, me, Brandon, and Jamel on the Real Friends of Nashville or the Real Friends of New York City. <laughs> okay. I hear that. I definitely hear that. And we'll show you what we're talking about. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. I, I love hear you. I you so much. I, My friend, thank you so much for having me on the show. Come back every day please and thank you <laughs> come back you are i'm coming out i'm getting booking my flight to nashville right now your room <laughs> is still ready i have I'm not, not i have so, not i'm done your room yet i enjoyed it it was amazing well i love was, you baby all right i love you so much thanks for tuning in if you enjoyed this please um leave us a review uh leave us a rating um let us know you love it or tell a friend about it so we love you yes bye y'all KJ and BB and the button. <laughs> <laughs>